This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. 2NURFM 103.7, where you're listening to Finance Talk Back. I'm Jane Klein, and with me today, Barry Preston, as he usually is for Finance Talk Back. Hello, Barry. Good afternoon, Jane Klein. Good afternoon to all our listeners. Okay, well, today we're going to look at our credit file, and our guest is the head of the call centre at Avida Advantage, Australia's largest holder of credit-related information, and it's Rebecca Barber. And in her field of uh, consumer credit files, Rebecca has expert knowledge, having worked at Avida Advantage for the past 12 years, and of course before that worked in credit unions and the banking sector prior to her current position at Avida Advantage, and her experience provides... Us, us with some great information, I'm quite sure, and of course her well-rounded view on just how important our credit file is. And we're very happy to have Rebecca today. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? Uh, hi. I'm very happy to be here. Fantastic. Well, we're looking forward to it. Now, just imagine, <clears throat> here I am. I want to buy a house. I want to start a business, get broadband connected. I want a personal loan. I want a positive outcome, of course. And, of course, this may depend on my credit history, much of which is documented on your own personal credit file. Yet, according to you guys, Vita Advantage, the largest custodian of credit-related information in Australia, very few people ever check up on this. Is this correct? Yes, I'm afraid that is correct. Um, Over the last three years, in fact, um, the figures are very consistent. About 250,000 people a year are checking their credit files. Out of about how many? Um, Well, when we're looking at the credit active population, we're probably looking at about 14 million people. Wow. So, okay, let's look at this. I'd like to come back on those stats later, but in our program. So here we are, some answers. Some answers about our personal, my, my personal credit file, something that maybe I should be more aware of. Firstly, what is a credit file? Basically, a credit file is a record um, which is, is held by VEDA or another credit bureau and it simply details who you've applied to credit for um, in a five-year period. It has some identifying information about you so that your file can be found amongst that 14 million other files Mm -hmm. um, that we're actually holding. Um, And generally speaking, that's that's all that your credit file is. There is other information um, that is is held on it, um, but generally for most people, it's just going to show who they've applied to for credit, how much, um, and uh, what sort of credit it actually was. Okay, talking in my terms, Uh I don't want to have. Could I not have a credit file? You you could um, if you were not credit active. In fact, you wouldn't have a credit file. And by not credit active, I mean that you hadn't applied for any credit, that you hadn't become overdue, um, you hadn't been bankrupt. Um, over a, a, a five to seven year period, you may not have a credit file. But if you were to go to um, you know your local bank and say, I want to apply for a, a credit card, but I don't want you to access my credit file, um, they would probably say, we're terribly sorry, we can't help you, Barry. Mm, so for you requesting not to have a credit file would be to your disadvantage to a certain extent or to a big extent, I suppose. Well, it's it's really a matter that it's actually it's they can only uh, if the bank is going to look at your credit file, the fact they've looked at it becomes part of uh-huh. that credit file. Right. So if 
they are going to put you through their normal process of assessing your credit worthiness. Right. They've got to check, and that means that they would actually create a file for you if you didn't previously have one. I suppose it's only fair because I'm lending you money, or they're lending me money, aren't they? Well, that's exactly right, and 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 they also have an obligation um, to actually ensure that um, that that you are credit worthy um, if you have. Um, if you're already struggling with your current commitments, um, they're actually doing the wrong thing if they lend you more money. So there's another point, isn't it? Okay, what would I expect on my credit file? What would I, what would I see? What would I expect to find? As I've mentioned, the vast majority of people are just going to have a record that, yes, they applied um, to a, a bank for a loan. A few months later, perhaps they upgraded their mobile, so they've got a, 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 an application by a, a mobile phone company. They changed their um, gas supplier, so perhaps they've had a look and, and then they've gone for a new mortgage. So that may be all that's actually there. However, if somebody then, let's say someone does fall behind on, on that, that, that mobile phone payment, there may be an overdue account listed by that provider mm. um, actually indicating that there, there has been a problem, um, that the account was overdue. Um, if it gets really bad, um, perhaps the company then also takes you to court and there may be a court judgment on your file about that debt. And in the worst case scenario, um, you may you may end up declaring yourself bankrupt, or your creditors will declare you bankrupt, and that would also appear on your credit file. So that's sort of the worst case scenario. Okay. Now, who can ex- who can access my credit file, uh, or how do yeah. you how do you as a credit bureau know that it's not some unreliable wacko just trying to get information or personal, you know, for personal reasons? Absolutely. Well, basically, um, there are two streams of access. One is the credit providers accessing your file, and we have audits in place to make sure that, that they're all doing what they're meant to do. But if you as an individual want to access your own credit file, we actually ask you to provide a lot of information about yourself so that we can we can be pretty sure that it's you, and if we're not sure enough, we'll actually ask you to provide identification to us so that we can be sure that we're giving it out to you and, you know, perhaps not to your, your ex-wife's new partner or something like that, somebody who perhaps wants the information for reasons that they shouldn't have it. And you're listening to Finance Talk Back, and Barry Preston has a guest today. We certainly do, and uh, Rebecca's becoming a regular guest on our program. And Rebecca Barber is the head of the call centre at Vida Advantage, Australia's largest holder of credit-related information, and we're going through looking at how, why, and what for. And now... I, how, uh, Rebecca, how can I protect my credit file um, from bad references? How can I protect it? Okay, look, the most important thing, Barry, is that you keep your payments up to date. Mm-hmm. Once a payment is um, 60 days or more um, in arrears or behind, it's considered um, as being um, a default and the company that you, you're behind with can actually list that on your credit file. So you must keep your payments up to date. So, look, unbeknown to me, some incorrect information gets on my file. Now, I wouldn't have a yep. clue about this. Then how do I know about it? I mean, it could be there for a long time and I don't know. 
Look, we um, actively encourage people to, to get a copy of their credit file uh, because that's the thing. Often people don't realise they've got no idea that it's there and they don't know until they you know go to refinance their mortgage perhaps that actually there is something there that they really needed to know about. So we strongly advise people to get a copy. Um, we've got a website where you can go to get information about how to do that. Everyone is entitled to a free copy um, and I'd strongly advise people to go to the website um, or to give us a call and, and, and get a copy of their file. That way they will know. And do you know what? You have one of the most complicated website addresses I've heard of. <laughs> Guess what it's... Guess what it says, everybody. Listen to this. You will always, you'll remember this. You don't even have to write it down. Have a go. What is it, uh, Rebecca? It's, uh, our web address is mycreditfile.com.au. <laughs> hey, that's a pretty complicated one. <laughs> www or wobbly wobbly wobbly, as they say, mycreditfile.com.au. And that's they can get right. a free copy, but you've got to follow it through. Okay, look. Now, it's, here it is. I've gone in. I find out about it. And there's something on there that I know is not correct. How can I get it corrected? Oh, look, it's not my fault. Will it cost me anything? Okay. Um, firstly, when you get your file, we automatically provide you um, with an update form. So if there is anything there that you need to have rectified, you just fill that in send it in to us and we will investigate it for you and take care of it for you. So it might just be that, um, you know, there's a, um, the digit, a digit on your, your driver's licence is wrong, so you can just give us a copy and we'll fix that up for you or maybe you've paid something and that hasn't been updated, we'll take care of all of that for you. And it's not going to cost you anything, Barry. We have an obligation to ensure that that information is correct. So if you let us know that there's a problem, we'll look into it and we'll rectify it. Okay. Now, okay, as I mentioned earlier, Rebecca, it's my credit record and it's a good idea okay. to know about it. Um, let's assume I did miss a payment um, and I'm yep. endeavouring to get as much information as I can about this payment. I go into my credit file, www.mycreditfile.com.au and follow the prompts. Now, uh, as I said, being somewhat of a cautious person, um, I would be doing that quite regularly. Now, I suppose you can set something up, uh, but look, I'll leave that up to the credit file. I won't go into that anymore. Here we go. Let's keep going. Okay. Okay, that may be okay now, but what about in 5, 12, 18 months' time? Have I got yeah. to keep checking up on it or what? You don't. Um, for that exact reason, we've actually um, developed um, a process whereby we'll email you whenever there is um, some new information that's added to that credit file. Um, and we, we charge $42.95 a year for that, and you can register for that on the website as well. And that way you don't have to think about it. We'll let yeah. you know. But you, you don't, don't have, have to, to, of course, if you don't want to. Absolutely not. Right. There's a free file available for everybody. Okay. Now, here it is, negative. I've gone bad. Oh, not gone bad, but I went to sleep for 60 days. Um, and, and look, now I've got a negative record on my file. When it's my own fault, uh, what can I do? What can I do to correct this? Okay, well, look, once it's actually happened, Barry, um, the best that you can do is to interact with your credit provider, make an arrangement with them, get it paid, and they will then update your file to show that you have taken care of it. What um, It is still going to stay there, though. It's going to be part of your credit history for the next five years. So really what I'd be saying to you um, and to your listeners is before it gets to that 60 days, contact the credit provider and tell them there's a problem. 
Because if you negotiate, there's a better way out of it, isn't it? If they can see that you're doing the right thing, you may not have to be you may not be able to meet the payment. But if you keep regular payments up, then that can help also, can't it? Look, absolutely. Um, credit providers um, all have hardship policies, especially since um, the, the global financial crisis. Um, and, you know, they, they want you to pay and so they really want to try and help you to be able to maintain um, your commitment to them. And if that means that, you know, maybe for a couple of months they need to, to, to give you a bit of leeway and then you can catch up later, as long as you're communicating with them, you've got a good chance of keeping that off your credit file. There's a very lucky person out there that's got the same name and the same date of birth as me. What happens? Is this possible, I suppose? Oh, look, absolutely. Um, and because we are dealing with such a, a big number of files, um, being 14 million of them, um, we've actually got quite sophisticated matching. Um, it doesn't just rely on a name and a date of birth because a lot of people do share those. Um, however, if, if ever anything does go, go wrong, twins, um, of course, can be very difficult because they also live at the same address. <laughs> Their driver's licences can also be very similar because they, they got it issued one after another on the day of their 18th mm. birthday. Um, so that's what we're here for, is that if anything like that goes wrong, people get in touch with us and we get it all sorted out for them. I've been unfortunate and I've lost my wallet. Somebody's stolen it and they've stolen my identity. Now, this is a very challenging one, this, isn't it? Yes, it is. What about this? What happens here? Okay. If your wallet is actually um, stolen, um, in the first instance, I would be saying to you, report it to the police. Um, I would also strongly be urging you to get a copy of your credit file. The reason being, if someone takes over your identity, they can use um, your personal information to apply for credit in your name. Um, and you're not going to know anything about it until you go for credit yourself and get knocked back because they haven't been paying, um, the fraudster hasn't been paying for the, um, what, what they've actually obtained in your name. It's a great idea to monitor your credit file um, because a, a fraudster may not use your identity details for, for three months, for six months, and then all of a sudden something happens. But get a copy of your file, check and see if there's anything on there that you didn't apply for, mm. and if you didn't get in touch with that credit provider straight away and let them know, their fraud departments will investigate, um, and you can stop it from, from, you know, basically with you ending up with a debt on your file that had nothing to do with you. So uh, this is a, uh, looking at it from the point of view, let's say I've lost my wallet and everything and all my information's been stolen. Can that be recorded on my credit file also? You can place a note um, on your credit file um, to, to that effect. Um, having said that, I, I certainly um, I would still be saying you must get a copy of that file. You really need to check it out and make sure that nobody's using your identity details without your knowledge. Okay. Now, um, another situation, probably mm -hmm. not well known, but I'm at a director of a company. Now, the company's placed in liquidation, receivers appointed, etc. What happens in this case? That information, the other, the other um, information that is held on a credit file is when someone's a company director or a proprietor of a business. Um, and Vita obtains that information through the, um, the appropriate 
registrative bodies, um, so in the case of company information from um, ASIC. And so we're, we're just holding that information. It's just a record which is held on the file. What's really important is that the lenders who are using that information, they must make sure that their staff know how to interpret it. Right. So meaning, meaning that um, it's... It, it, it is an area that I guess is um, people are less knowledgeable um, about what all of this means, um, and it's and it's really important that the lenders make sure that their staff do know um, exactly how to interpret that information. Yeah, because let's assume I'm at a director of a company and I'm going to wind up the company. In other words, I'm yeah. getting on in years, I'm retiring, I'm going to sell everything, and I've got to actually kill the company. It has to be wound up. It just I don't yeah. want it to keep going on. So it's got to be voluntary licked voluntarily liquidated. Often people, all they see is the word liquidation, don't they? Um, unfortunately, you could be right there, but the important word is the word voluntary mm -hmm. um, because there is no negative connotation to a voluntary winding up. So once again, it comes back to, to lenders ensuring that their staff actually know how to interpret the information. Right, and that's definitely on the file as a voluntary winding up, isn't it? Absolutely. We, we simply have the information as it appears with ASIC and so it appears exactly as the ASIC record shows. You're listening to Finance Talkback and Barry Preston. We have as guest uh, Rebecca Barber, who's from uh, my credit file, that is to say Vita Advantage, who look after credit files. Yes, and Vita Advantage is Australia's largest holder of credit-related information. And as Rebecca told us, you can go in and have a look at your, or get your, get the information to get a free uh, checkup on your credit file. www mycreditfile.com.au and we're just saying how complicated that website is. <laughs> okay, now, we've covered a lot of things today. Um, Rebecca, having asked you many questions about credit reference files and so forth, are there some common matters that keep coming up uh, from an individual point of view? Um, I, I, I guess the thing that is the most common um, when people are contacting us here at VEDA um, it's generally speaking because they've been declined credit. It's because something's gone wrong, um, perhaps divorce or unemployment. They haven't been able to pay their bills. They haven't been in touch with the credit providers. They've had something negative happen on their file and now they're, they're unable to get credit when they need it. Um, that is, is, is really the most regular theme that we're dealing with here, which is why I really do um, encourage people if they're, if they're in strife to get in touch with those credit providers before it all goes wrong. Now, what about from people who supply information to you on credit files? Are there common problems with that at all or are they pretty good, most of them? Well, um, it, it does vary, um, as you can imagine, from provider to provider, but we've got um, teams of people um, who actually work with them. So if we do identify that something's not working very well, we get in there and we fix it fast. Because you remember I mentioned earlier, we've got obligations in relation to the information. If we're going to hold it, we have to make sure that it's accurate. So we'll work with those, um, those sources to make sure that it is. Now, is it a growing trend for more businesses to access uh, credit files these days, access our credit file? Um, I, I think um, absolutely so. I think even though, um, you know, for Australia where we're now economically speaking in, in quite a strong um, position, um, it, it was certainly the, the global financial crisis, I think, really um, opened a lot of people's eyes to, to, to giving out credit willy-nilly. Mm. 
Fair enough. Look, we've covered a lot of area today, and uh, once more, if anyone is interested to go in and have a look at that website to get one of their free credit checks, what was that again, uh, Rebecca? Your it's website? Mycreditfile.com.au. And it's one word, mycreditfile. Absolutely. No spaces, no full stop. Fantastic. Rebecca, on behalf of uh, 2NURFM 103.7 and uh, the listeners of the Hutter Valley, thank you very much indeed for being our guest and we'll keep in contact and have you back again to bring us up to date with the latest on My Credit File. Thank it's been you. a pleasure to be here, Barry. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Rebecca. And you've been listening to Rebecca Barber on Finance Talkback on 2NURFM 103.7.